Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Hallelujah. You know, last week, Pastor Ronke blessed us with such an awesome word. And I want to kind of remind us of the five prophetic stones. She didn't call it that, but those were the things I saw. Because each one of them will shatter the plans of the devil. The five prophetic stones that she gave to us. The first one she said was that the warfare is ended. That our time of comfort is here. That warfare is ended. I don't want to repreach that message, but go back to that message, please. Enjoy it. Be blessed by it. I want to know that your warfare is ended. When he says warfare is ended, and it's prophetic, it doesn't mean right now there is no warfare. It just simply means you can't see the end of it. It's ended. Number two, we are told that the voice of change is here. Whatever you have been going through, there is a change now. Amen. The third prophetic stone, that the disadvantage shall turn to an advantage. The underdogs will have a voice again. Amen. The disadvantage shall turn to an advantage. The fourth one, that a spoken word shall be manifested. What is it that God has said concerning your life? What are the promises you are holding on to? That word came, that listen to me. If God has said it, he will do it. It will come to pass. The spoken word shall be manifested. And the fifth one, there shall be restitution. There shall be restitution. Many people will just wonder, wow, how did I get all this? How have I begotten all this? God said, I will make up for all the lost years. That's the word of the Lord. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Now, today, we want to press in. So, we have had a prophetic word. We want to press into how. God has spoken the word, but how shall it be? What will it look like? I know what God wants to do, but how? What do I need to do to make this prophetic word to come to pass? You know, when the angel came to Mary, Mary asked that question. How shall these things be? Knowing what to do, knowing your how, will ensure that you do not frustrate the plans and the prophetic mandate of God over your life. Very important. So that's what we're going to begin today. Now, we're going to take our test from Zechariah chapter 4. We will read from 1 to 10. Zechariah chapter 4. We'll read from 1 to 10 quickly. The Bible says, Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up. I'm reading from NIV translation. The angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. Today, somebody is waking up from a bad sleep in the name of Jesus. He asked me, what do you see? And I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps in it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. Ask the angel who talked with me. So what are these? I asked him, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? 
See, God, when God asks you a question, you have to be careful. You must understand it's because he expects you to carry a grace, and you do carry a grace. You know much more than you are giving yourself credit to. You just need to learn how to tap into the inner resource of your grace. He said, what are these? Do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. You can put your name there. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord Almighty. What are you? Mighty mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you become a level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shout, God bless it, God bless it. The New King James Version says, grace and grace unto it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid its foundation of this temple. In this new beginning, the hands of, the, of that same Zerubbabel will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who dares despise the days of small beginnings, small things. Since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the whole earth will rejoice. When they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. Now listen. The title of our message today is Characteristics of the New Beginning. Characteristics of the New Beginning. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, because you have preordained this moment before time began. Lord, you knew all the things that have happened before now. You know what's going on right now. You know, oh God, what you have prepared for us. Better things, greater things than we have ever seen. So, oh God, we ask you, so you have spoken your word to us that the warfare is ended. We receive the capacity, we receive the instrument to bring to birth all the things you have spoken concerning now. Miracles that are overdue in the life of your people, we receive it now in the name of Jesus. Directions that are important to get into that next level, we receive it now. Thank you because we will not miss our time of visitation this time around. You will fulfill everything concerning your word. It shall be manifested. Be glorified and be lifted up. For we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody shout amen out there. I can hear. Amen. Now, to actually grasp the full import of this passage, anytime you read the scripture, to know the full weight of that scriptural text, and familiarize, you must familiarize yourself with the context. Not just to take it on the top, but understand the circumstances by which that word came to pass, particularly if it's a promise. The context will show us in this passage the severity of what is going on and the urgency of this new beginning. Now remember that in understanding this context, we show us what's going on at this time. It was a time of change. This prophecy was given at a time of change. It was meant to be a time of new beginning for these people of Judah. It was supposed to be that time, but however, the enemy, <laughs> he insisted that it's not going to happen. He was a vicious opposition. He ensured that no, it's never going to happen. Prophet Zechariah, who was giving this word, Actually, one other thing that he's known for, he was known as the prophet of hope. 
or prophet of encouragement. Now you have to agree with me that you will not need any encouragement if there is no grounds for discouragement. So there was so much discouragement all around him. People didn't know what to do. Businesses were all, all over the place. People could not make a plan anymore. Children couldn't go to school. They didn't even understand, are we on holiday or are we still in school? Holidays were canceled. Businesses were losing their style because they could not pay. People had great zeal, they had great plans, but they could not execute it. Airport shut down. Planes that were used to flying were on the ground. People didn't know what to do. So Zechariah was like, this is not what God wants to do. It's a time of change. But there was great fight in the spirit. The enemy was upon them. He was saying, no, this is not going to happen. It was a time of wickedness. And as if that's not bad enough, men were killing each other anyhow. They said, no, you will not rise up. We will sit on you. Man's wickedness against one another. It was rife in the air. Zechariah was raised by God to bring hope, to bring change into a nation. Bring deliverance at such a time like this. So if we look at this story in chapter 4, we will miss what happened before now. So we're going to need to step back a little bit before we can go forward. So I'll take you to chapter 3 of Zechariah. In chapter 3, Zechariah from verse 1 to 4 or 5. We were presented with a priest of God. Now, not that word. A priest of God, his name was Joshua. God called him, ordained him, anointed him. God wanted to use this man over the nation in this season of change. But the enemy, another name for Satan is opposer or the adversary. This adversary of Joshua came up and he said, no, you will not become anything. Joshua was doing everything possible in the physical to move things forward, to move his business forward, to move his family forward, to move his ministry forward. But Satan said, no. I want you, if you could, wherever you are listening to me today, you could rise up on your feet and pray with me. That today in the name of Jesus, every known and unknown attack going on in the spirit against your life, against your household, in the name of Jesus, anything that is saying you will not fulfill destiny, we shut it by fire. You can lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every attack against your destiny, everything saying you will not move forward. Joshua was trying everything. God has called him. God has washed him in the blood, but Satan is saying he will not become anything. Every evil thing that is working against your life will no longer flourish. In this new beginning, in the name of Jesus, everything challenging your flourishing, your fruitfulness, we come against it by the blood of the Lamb. I decree in Jesus' name, your mouth will be lifted in praise. In the name of Jesus, according to Matthew 15, verse 13, he said, anything that my father has not planted, any tree has not planted in your life, we uproot it now. We uproot it now. He has not planted barrenness in your home. We uproot it now. He has not planted failure in your business. We uproot it now. In the name of Jesus, I decree that your vision, your assignment for life will flourish. In the name of Jesus, your head will lack no oil. In this new beginning, receive divine help. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything you have lost, everything you have lost shall be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say there shall be a manifestation of the dream which you have seen, which you have encountered in Jesus' name. Every good thing that my father has started in your life, it will come to fruition in Jesus' name. Your plan will not just stay on paper, it will come to pass. Joshua the priest, he was walking, he was trying his best, but the devil said, no. God, can you not see? He is putting on him a dirty cloth. Look at it. In Isaiah chapter 7, in Zechariah chapter 3. Zechariah chapter 3, he started saying in verse 1, he says, but he was standing before God, but Satan was resisting him. He says that he had filthy garments on. Listen to me. I may have filthy garments. I may have had filthy garments. I may have made mistakes. I may have done stuff that are not worthy, but I thank God for the blood washed me. The devil was accusing him. The devil was throwing things at him. He was saying, do you not see that this man, actually, I am telling you that he's not worthy of the promises of God. So the enemy was accusing Joshua. Despite the fact that God has set him free. Say, can you not see this against him? Can you not see this is against him? But I said to you that Satan, the Lord rebuke you. That's exactly what happened. So God had to come into the defense of Joshua, when you can no longer pray, when you don't have strength to pray, and all you can shout is mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. I see the mercy of God coming upon you today. That child, that woman, that husband of yours, you have prayed, you have encouraged him, you have spoken to them to see reason. They have not seen reason with you, but I see the mercy of God. The mercy of God. He said, Joshua, you are not entitled to this blessing. Satan said you are not entitled. I can see filthy garments on you. But God said, you know what? Remove those filthy garments. Put on him a royal robe. I see a royal robe upon you today. In the name of Jesus, I said the glory of, you know what? It's called royal robe. It's called favor. When the favor of God comes upon your business, when it comes upon your house, when it comes upon your church, when it comes upon your city, people will just say, ah, you're just, you're just glowing. You know, you are glowing. You will wear an old cloth. People will say, where did you buy this new one? Is it after Korah or what? Listen to me. When the glory of God comes upon you, there is this way people will look at you. I say they will look at your church, Harmony Christian Center. They will look at you and they will see glory. They will look at the same CV you have been sending out and they have been telling you, no, we regret to tell you. They will now say, you know, we are pleased to tell you this. That's called new robe. There is a new robe that comes with this new beginning. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A new robe upon your marriage. A new robe upon your education in the name of Jesus. So that was the circumstance. Joshua the priest, he was the high priest. He couldn't do his job well because Satan was opposing him. Now he didn't stop there. Now the governor of the states of Judah his name is Zerubbabel. So on one side, you can see the priest. The Satan was resisting him. On the other side, you can see the law. The king. You can see the governor. 
He could not do his own business too. Why? Because Satan was refilled. God, this devil is terrible. He is terrible. Hitting him on the right, hitting him on the left. When the devil comes like a mighty rover, Bible says, my God will raise up his own standard. I see the standard of God coming over your house. He thought he has got Judah by stopping the priest and stopping the king. They could not think, they could not function, they could not work. He said to Zerubbabel, every effort Zerubbabel was making, he was thwarting it. The man wanted to build. He wanted to leave a legacy. He wanted to do something good that God has called him to do. But Satan was refusing him. Is there a dream in your heart? Something you wanted to do in this new beginning? Something you have tried before? Something that God laid on your heart? But the enemy is frustrating you? That day is over. I see help coming your way today. In the name of Jesus. That's where we found ourselves in this passage. That's where we found ourselves. The Bible tells me in Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 9 to 10. Isaiah 8, 9 to 10. He says, associate yourself, all you people. You shall be broken in pieces. He said, give here, all ye countries. Guard yourselves. You shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together. Every gathering against your life. Every confederation against your destiny. We shatter it. They shall be broken in pieces in the name of Jesus. He said, they will speak the word. It will not stand. That's the word of the Lord. So as we get into this story, I'm just giving us the introduction to the passage. In Zechariah chapter 4, in Zechariah chapter 4, it opens. It opens. It says that's exactly what happened. That same angel that spoke with me at the beginning, he touched me again. He touched me again. Let me mention some eight characteristics of this new beginning. So let me quickly jump because of our time. The first thing I want you to be aware of in your new beginning is divine encounter. Divine encounter. This time around, you have to speak to yourself that God have your way in my life. Let God have his way. Let God's counsel be established. Divine encounter. In that relationship, Listen to me, you have had relationships and relationships. It has broken down. You couldn't even tell how it ended. This time around, let God have his way. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. In that career, let God guide you. In that which you are doing, let him guide you. Let God have his way. Very important. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 7 verse 27. It said, behold, I send my messenger before your face. He shall prepare the way before you. <laughs> May the angels of the Lord prepare the way before you. <laughs> you see, we are talking about lockdown removed. As you come out of your house, may the angel of the Lord go ahead of you. May their glory be your rear guard. In the name of Jesus. You have not passed this way before, church. Have you ever since you were born experienced this? No. I have never. My parents never. So we've never passed this way before. As we get ready for the new phase of this year. Hallelujah. May the angel of the Lord go ahead of us. Many of you have been working from home. And you are thinking, well, we're going to be going back to work soon. As you get back to work, 
may God go ahead of you. Listen to what he says. In Joshua chapter 3 verse 4, they were about to take over a city they have never done before. So God was giving instruction to Joshua. He said, Joshua, I know you have seen miracles. I know you have crossed the Red Sea. I know you have fought battles. You have seen all kinds of things. But listen, in Joshua chapter 3 verse 4, he said, yet there shall be a space between you and it. 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it. That you may know the way by which you must go. What is it saying here? Is it that we should not come near God? No. All that I'm bringing out of that passage is there must be reverence between you and God. Don't take God for granted. As you begin this new phase, don't take God for granted. He said, why? Because you have not passed this way before. Don't take God for granted. In your work, don't take him for granted. In your spiritual life, don't take God for granted. That's the reason why we pray and fast. That's why we do it. We're putting him first. That's why you should do more of that on your own. Don't take God for granted. Don't assume I got this one. Don't say to yourself, you know, I'm just going to go out like before. That was the mistake of something. You must say to yourself, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. I need God to guide me. The only way for this new beginning to be new, not a beginning of the old, is God going forth. His ways are new. His ways are new every day. His mercies are new every day. And he says, my ways are not your ways. Don't assume you know it. Ask me. I will show you. I will guide you the way to the city. I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. The dreams in your heart. I will interpret it to you in a new way. Very important. Very important. God says, I will work it out. I will work it out. My dear friends, in this new beginning, let God bath in you a new dream. Don't just assume, you know what, anything I just want to do. Then I ask God to just bless it. Ask God, God, is this the best way? Is this the way you want me to do it? There's nothing as beautiful as when God invades the space of your incubation. When God invades your heart and he bats an idea, you were not thinking, I enjoy this. You know, I just have this crazy moment. During the day, God will just drop an idea and I think, it doesn't sound a bit crazy. The idea begins from God before I begin to investigate it. He will drop you an idea. And you will know this is not something you were thinking about. It's not the way you are going to go. And when God backs the idea and it's something I don't know, I now begin to search it out. I begin to look in the internet, look on the internet, look in the books, look into there, ask instructions, ask questions from those ahead of me. Let God bat something in your heart through prayer. And so you begin to work it out. Very important. There are things that God will begin in your life in this season which no man will be able to take glory. That's one of the reasons why he had to push us out. So that you can encounter God on your own. So you can see, you know what? I was just at home the other night. I was just at home just praying. And this thing just happened. So by the time we come back, you're not coming back a baby. You understand that? That's how God wants to do it. So that he will speak halfway and you will hear it in the whole. Once have I spoken. Twice have you heard. That's how God wants things to be. In this season, there are things that God started in some people's life in the past. God started in the past and over time, they have stopped it. God started it. He's not through with you yet, but due to frustrations and circumstances of life, you have dropped it. God is saying to you, 
I will revisit you. He said, the angel came to me. He spoke to me before. He returned. May the Lord return with grace unto you. In the name of Jesus. Some cases, people dropped it. They dropped it due to sleepiness. They dropped it sleeping on duty. They became distracted. They became derailed. They dropped the dreams of God. They dropped the plans of God. The things he asked them to do, they dropped it. But God is saying to you today, my dear friends, he said, I am visiting you again. You know, if that's going to happen, you need vigilance. Because vigilance, still under that same point of spiritual encounter, you need to be sharp in the spirit. He said, now the angel who talked with me came back again. Came back again. When he came back, what did he do? He woke me up. He woke me up. As a man wakened out of his sleep. You know what? It seems to me that it was a spiritual encounter that this man was having a transaction in the spirit and he kind of fell asleep. A matter of great importance, but he slept. Matter that God is saying to you about your family, you slept off. Saying to you about your business, you slept off. The man grew dull. He grew sleepy while God was transacting a business with him. Sometimes, despair, dejection can make people to sleep. Regardless of whose presence they are. When people are just dejected, people can sleep in anybody's presence. Even though he was in the presence of God, he slept off. The presence of God, he slept off. He became tired. Are you tired today? Are you saying, you know what? I just don't know where to get started again. Are you dejected? Are you distressed? This man slept off. You know when we talk about sleeping, you don't have to physically sleep to sleep. <laughs> you don't have to physically sleep so that you can need to wake up. This morning, somebody is waking up from their slumber. Not because they were dozing. Their eyes are open. They're walking around, but they were sleeping. Majority who need to awake from their sleep, my friends, is because they are living in delusion, deception, and denial. That's why they need to wake up. Do you remember Peter? The disciple of Jesus Christ? Peter. Christ told him, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before morning. Peter said, it's not possible. Why would I, would I be sleeping while I do that? No, I cannot. I know you too well. He was living in denial. He was denied the fact that he was not prepared to die for the gospel. Die for what he believed in. Peter denied the Lord three times before morning. And on the third occasion, the cock crowed. And then he woke up. Ah! His heart smote him. Looked at the face of the Lord. And he went outside. You see that? That's waking up. This morning as the word of the Lord is coming to you, I pray. Something will juggle your memory. Something will come to you. Something will quicken you. As the word of God comes to you today. There are people who must wake up in their marriage. You are losing it. You need to wake up. I know you are still in the house. I know you are living together. But you need to wake up. Parents need to wake up. There are people who are losing their children. But you are saying, you know what? All is well. Some are losing their business. They just go to work, they just come back, they just go to work, come back because you're still getting salary doesn't mean you have not lost that career. You need to wake up to be on top of things. 
Do you know the whole world right now is waking up? You will think this is the first time the word Black Lives Matters was invented. You will think, oh, it's a new word. It must be a new lexicon. But the old word, the old word is waking up, waking up the world. And you see, I love God when he wakes up the people. God is waking up the church. He's waking up the city. He's waking up the world. COVID-19 came, we woke up. Suddenly we realized, whoa. So we didn't know God as we thought we knew him. That's waking up. May you receive grace to wake up before it's too late. He said, the angel who spoke to me before came again. That's what, I'm not going to be able to move past this point today. Spiritual encounter. Because if we get this right, if we get the foundation right, the rest is easier. He said he came again. That's what this season is giving us opportunity to do. It's giving us opportunity to hear it again. He woke us up. The angel who came woke us up. You know, two disciples of Christ were going with him. They walked all night long. They, can, can you imagine this? Two disciples of Jesus Christ on the night of his resurrection, they walked throughout the whole night, journeyed with him, and he was teaching them everything concerning him, but they were asleep. Until the time they were about to break the bread, then they woke up. Oops, it was the master. I pray in the name of Jesus. Every area where your blessing is tied to, and you can't see right now, may the scale be removed from your eyes. In the name of Jesus, may you receive grace for new ideas, new businesses, new business line. In the name of Jesus, I see businesses receiving wisdom as I'm speaking to you right now. Receiving grace right now. In the name of Jesus, there are areas where you are losing money, draining money, wasting money. Receive grace. There are journeys you used to make. You don't need to make them anymore. Because you woke up. You see that? Now, it's not because these avenues were just created. No, they've been there before, but we were asleep. That's what happens when you wake up. Angel of the Lord comes again and he wakes you up. Particularly, I pray for marriages that are struggling this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus, the power of resurrection, let it come upon your home and wake you up. In the mighty name of Jesus, I wake up areas of your life where there has been barrenness. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, Kelly Rebo Stombrokataria, your fertility, let it wake up. In the name of Jesus, there are things that must swim into the right place. There are things that must meet the right things. I decree grace for you to wake up. In the name of Jesus, let the anointing of God come over you, come over your life, come over your business, come over what you do. Because when it does and you wake up, you can never remain the same. When you wake up, there is a fresh grace. You begin to run better. You begin to walk better because you are awake. The angel came and he woke me up. Hallelujah. He woke me up. Hallelujah. He woke me up. Ah, hallelujah. He woke me up. Something I wanted to understand about God. Because you could say, all right. If God was talking to me, why did he let me slip off? If he was God. And he gave me the vision. Why did he allow things to get so bad? That I was, I mean, Joshua was going through hell. He spoke to me. And then after that, I slept off. Why did I slip off? I want to say this to you. The God whom we serve is the God that knows our weaknesses. He knows your frailties. He knows your shortcomings. He knows how far we can cope at different times. And many times, God will allow you rest. It's not because God is tired. Because God knows your level of faith. 
He will allow you to rest. He will allow your business to rest. He will allow that thing to rest. Even though it's not what he planned for you, but he knows your weakness. There are many of us right now that need that rest because we're tired, we're distressed. And you've been going through that situation. He will allow you rest. That's what happens. You know, when Christ said to his disciples, he said, guys, I need you to just pray with me. And he walked away. He, and he said to them, you know, I need you to pray with me. Just pray for an hour. He knew they were going to sleep. Did you see that? He went and he was interceding and he was praying. He was not praying for his own sin. He was praying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup. He was praying for them. They were sleeping. Now when he came back to them the last time, he said, wait, sons, come on, get up, get up, get up. Let's go now. Why did he not rebuke them? Why didn't he say, you know what, you guys have lost it. He knew the state which they were. He allowed them to rest. My friends, I want to pray for you this morning. May God grant you grace where you are weary. There are people with weariness of heart. This morning, where you are struggling in any area, may God give you the grace for rest. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. The God whom we serve is not tired. He's not weary. But he will give you rest. And so when he gives you rest, then he comes again and wakes you up. I believe there are people who need that rest and there are people who should wake up this morning. You've been struggling in the flesh, trying by yourself. But I see God coming through to you in the name of Jesus. The Bible said in Isaiah 61, from 1 to 3, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Receive that in the name of Jesus as we round up the service. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. What will quicken you is the spirit of the Lord. You can put water in your face. It doesn't mean you are awake. Hallelujah. You can put yourself, put your feet in the water like we used to do in university days. It doesn't mean you're going to wake up. The waking up we are talking about is even beyond physical. But when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you can see things better. You can see things a lot better. May the spirit of God touch you right now. He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. And in Isaiah 50, I love what he says in verse 4. I'm reading this from New Living Translation. The sovereign Lord God has given me wisdom, words of wisdom. Receive words of wisdom. It says so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens up my ear. He gives me understanding of his will. May you receive the understanding of his will. He said he awakens my ear. May you receive grace to hear him. Hear his direction. Hear his instruction. Hear the when, the how. Hear what to respond to, what not to respond to. In the name of Jesus. Micah 7, 18 to 19 tells us, he said, who is like God, pardoning iniquity and does not retain his anger forever. I decree in the name of Jesus, grace for pardon. In the mighty name of Jesus, every opportunity you have wasted, you have lost, receive grace for pardon. In the mighty name of Jesus, every area of soiled robes, where you have soiled your royal robes, where you have missed the opportunity, I speak grace for exchange of robe today. In the name of Jesus, let the robe of righteousness fill you up. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blood that cleansed me. Every iniquity is subdued. Every sin is cast into the depth of the sea. In the name of Jesus, according to Psalm 145, verse 18 to 19, it says the Lord is near to all those who call upon him. In truth, he will hear their cry and save them. Today, may the Lord reveal his presence to you. May he manifest his presence to you. In the name of Jesus, may he hear your cry and fulfill every area of your cry. In the mighty name of Jesus, we silence every evil, every evil counsel, every evil wind, every evil plan against your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Exodus 33 verse 19, it says God will be gracious to you. Receive the grace of God. Receive the grace of God. The name of the Lord will go ahead of you in this new beginning. As we step into this new beginning, may God go ahead of us. In the name of Jesus, may the angels of God carry. He said that carry the bars of mercy. May they bring you answers when you call. According to Job 14, 7 to 9. He said, for there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. <laughs> it will sprout again and its tender shoots will not cease. Though its root may grow old in the earth, its stump may die in the earth, he said, but at the scent of water it will bud. I decree in the name of Jesus, wherever life and circumstances have wronged you, may the Lord King do hope of living hope in you right now. Let your hope begin to flourish in the name of Jesus. Receive the scent of water. Receive the scent of water. Receive the living water. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your body. I speak to your vision. I speak to your mind. I speak to your dreams. Receive the healing hand of God. Wherever your root has gone weak and dry, I decree a revisitation unto your root right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, add the scent of water. Add the scent of water. In the mighty name of Jesus, may every seed of discouragement that has uprooted your life, may those seeds be removed. May the seed, incorruptible seed of God, be visible over your life. The Bible said in Psalm 72, verse 16, it said there will be abundance of grain in the earth. That's the season. I said there will be no lack in your house. No lack in your midst. No lack in your home. No lack in your business. On top of the mountain, it says the fruit shall wave like Lebanon. And those of the city shall flourish like the grass of the earth. Receive the flourishing grace. This is a season to flourish. This is a season to flourish. You will not be among them that says I have none. The days of I have none is gone. In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, receive the hand of God. This Receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is well with you. Well with the house. Well with the house. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.